Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Purposeful Podcast. I am your host, Mindy Mizell, and this is a show that's designed to promote purposeful living and working. Now, if you've never thought about it, purpose is actually defined as the reason why something or someone exists. So we're going to be exploring why we live and why we work. So this is actually the very first episode. I'm very excited because uh, this is just going to be something that we do on a regular basis where we're going to be through this podcast uh, talking about purpose, which many times are described as values. Uh, I'm excited to be kicking off this podcast by going down the street to my local animal shelter where one of their core values happens to be compassion. So today this podcast will be focused on just that on compassion and how do we live and work with compassion and even why. So today I am joined by Gary Sturm. He is the board chair and volunteer from the Animal Welfare League of Arlington. So Gary, thanks for joining me. I I think when I think of the word compassion, I had to actually go look up the definition because I, I was curious, what does this actually mean? I mean, I think sometimes we take it for granted. And the definition that dictionary.com and other websites had was that it's sympathetic consciousness of another's distress together with a desire to alleviate it, or simply put, it's sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. So I'm curious, why is compassion such an important or core value of the shelter? You know, actually, that's an interesting definition. I'd never thought about looking at a dictionary definition, but the first half of that, I think, applies very much to um, why we were here as volunteers and what we're doing with animals. It's because we care and we like to see the transformation uh, in their lives. The second part, I think, is a little bit less, um, it's more of a problem. It's more like, oh, a pity for somebody or something in suffering. And um, in a shelter world, it's very easy for people who work in this industry to be overloaded with um, pity and concern. And they take that home, and after years or even months, their personal lives are affected. So I think the the key is to um, keep your eye on the positive influences of compassion rather than the negative side of, gee, oh gosh, look at this sorry situation. Exactly, and I think you make a great point because when people look at just a shelter, for example, in this organization, I think the first reaction is there's a problem, and sometimes their first reaction is to go to sadness, like, oh, those poor animals, those poor pets. While that's true, there's a positive side of this story, too, in the fact that hundreds of people volunteer or adopt or donate. So let's start at the beginning, because I know this shelter has been in part of our community since 1944. And when I read the description of the history of this organization, it's fascinating. They saw in this community basically a need. There were animals that were wandering the streets, that were homeless, and as a result, citizens of this Arlington community took note and decided to do something about it. So why does this organization exist? What is the problem that you're solving? Uh, I think more recently there's been a progression of how people perceive a shelter, what was the role of a shelter, And um, certainly in the earlier days, a shelter was a place where you took unwanted animals and they were just stored away. Um, The idea of adopting them out in the community, it it was a place where animals met their end, not not the rebirth of a new life for themselves. In the last 10 years, certainly, 
uh, places like the Animal Welfare League of Arlington um, have been at the fore of turning that around so that we're taking um, animals and giving them new hope and new life rather than ending their lives in what previously would have been considered basically, it's not even a shelter in terms of, of um, being able to do something about changing the animals' lives, but it was just a place where you just put them because they were unwanted and we didn't want them roaming around the streets. And you actually have a full army of people who help you and come alongside. I mean, I saw you're up to about 300 volunteers, and that's not even counting the people who adopt animals or give financially. And then when you look at the scope of just shelters in general around the country, latest stats show that 6.5 million companion pets, dogs, cats, those animals that we have in our homes all the time, end up on sh in shelters on an annual basis here in the United States. And sadly, 1.5 million are euthanized as a result of just not having enough people to come alongside. But those, those people that come alongside you here at the shelter, talk about why they do this. You know, it's interesting because I think, again, uh, it's a more recent trend that people are looking to shelters for a companion. Um, in the past, again, I think people were primarily focused if they wanted a dog, they would go to a pet store or they'd go to a breeder. And there's been this whole movement of sort of a, an additional satisfaction that a person can find a bonded companion here in this place and feel good about, oh my gosh, not only have I found something I want, I've been providing um, a new hope and a new life for this, this homeless, you know, whatever it is, rabbit, um, cat, bird, dog. Um, and so I think there's an, people come here and feel extra special because they feel like they've done something positive rather than creating, adding to the problem of an overpopulation of animals. They're helping resolve that. And I can't help but think, too, about the, the old saying, it's, it's better to give than to receive, right? Because the, when we give gifts or presents to other people, we realize that the feeling that we have as a result is just, it, it brings us joy rather than being the receiver. So when you think about even just this word compassion, while there is the element that we'd be showing compassion because we want the result of helping a dog or a cat or another animal that's, that's in need, what does it do for the person, for the person who comes in here as a volunteer, as a worker, as somebody who just wants to come alongside and, and demonstrate compassion? What does that do for them? Well, the, the compassion is an element of all of this, but I think um, what really drives the volunteers here is watching a transformation that occurs in a place like this where you can see an animal might come in with a, a emotional problem. Um, we work with them here to essentially rehabilitate them, but mostly to socialize them, to make them um, bond with a human uh, contact. And so mm, the, the, the whole joy of this is simply of watching that happen and watching the success. And I think those successes are what drive us more than the pity and the compassion. It's more about trying to achieve an end which is to turn around all of these unfortunate circumstances and make them um, happy ones. Exactly, and, and I think you, you nailed it there in talking about as a result that we end up experiencing joy um, by, by seeing that transformation of animals, by joining in this, 
this area of compassion by by practicing compassion for you personally i mean you've been doing this for some time so tell me for you have you experienced that well certainly and I, actually it's funny because i got started <coughs> doing this because um i got interested in dog behavior and, and in dog training i had two dogs i had to work with and through that i was fascinated to watch what happens when you're working with an animal and how you can guide them and help them along. Um, so th that was the beginning of it. And then again, the, the business of coming to a shelter to be able to expand that. Um, I don't know if I'm, I have a particular skill set, but I've gone to a lot of workshops. I've had a lot of training in how to work with animals to, to again, bring them around to a happy situation. So the animal shelter has become um, a huge experimental lab for me. There's every manner of dog and dog behavior. And of course, I work with the dogs. The cat people are the same way. Um, so it, it becomes a, a sense of satisfaction that you can take something you know how to do and make something good happen in the world. Yeah. And, and I mean, what has it done for you as far as transform you? Oh. Oh my gosh. Well, I just, I, I'm now retired from, a, you know, a career and it just fills my life. Um, I can't explain it in any other way. I just feel so fulfilled to be able to come here and to, again, add to the success of what is going on in this um, facility. That's great. Well, you know, I, when I think about the word compassion, I, I don't know that there's anybody who would say, oh, I don't want to be compassionate. Now, there may be some who are like, animals are just not my thing. But give your pitch. I mean, as far as not just animals, as far as compassion. You know, there are so many ways to be compassionate in the world, whether it's the shelter or your neighbor down the street who's in need. But why bother? Why be compassionate in general? I think it has to do with a sense of purpose in life. And some people might find purpose in life because they become doctors or lawyers or incredibly wealthy businessmen and that's their, you know, that's the thing that makes them tick and wake up and be, um, you know, sort of engage in the world every day. Um, I think the, the sense of the compassion is that it gives you um, a purpose and, and, it, and it's not something that's tangible in any way, it's all very emotional, and everybody's very different one from the other. Um, but in any case, I think it's that giving that sense of, oh gosh, the sun came up today and I have something to do. And the compassion and the work uh, in that any field, if it's hospitals or nursing homes or animal shelters, um, gives you a sense of real satisfaction and purpose in life. And there may be some people who sadly they are like, oh my gosh, I just don't know that I'm a compassionate person. I wish I was you. You guys sound great, but that's just not me. Is compassion something that you think can grow or be learned by doing? Yeah, and you know, it's, it's, every, it's as we work with our animals here, every animal is an individual. And so even in the human realm, everybody has a different individual reaction to being able to work in some environment like this. Um, many get burned out and, and can't take it because it's just too much, um, it, they, they just feel sad about it. Um, but if you practice that and you see the successes, I think it is something that you start doing just because it's, it's like riding a bicycle. 
Um, you know, you get up and you, you find some successes and you don't even think about why you're doing it or what's going to be happening, but then uh, it just becomes part of your, your uh, inner self. That's great. I love what you're saying because I do think that if somebody is at home wanting to become compassionate, there are ways to do that and just all over the country in their own backyard, in their own neighborhood. So thanks for talking to me about compassion. I think this is such an interesting topic and especially through the lens of what you do at the shelter and taking care of animals. But I mean, the whole purpose of this podcast is just to encourage people. You know, we want people to understand that you know, even if you're not into sheltering animals, but you really think compassion is a great value and you admire that in other people or you want to grow it in yourself, would just encourage people to, to become compassionate um, people themselves. So this is going to be a podcast that I'm going to be working on over time. And every month or so on, we're going to start focusing on different values, different purposes, as Gary talked about. Um, so I would just encourage you to join in and following this podcast, go to purposefulpr.com.